Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. Uh, I'm Fraser Hart, and I am joined today by, as always, the probably the spearhead of, of our little show we have here, Ed Mann. Uh, that, a blunt spearhead, I'd say. <laughs> okay, but thanks, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, also, yeah, I'm brilliant. Thanks, man. How you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, we've also got Michael Budd with us, which is always nice to have. Hey. How, how you doing? doing? Yeah, all right, you? Yeah, not too bad, not too yeah. bad. So we're actually on a bit of a roll at the moment, aren't we? Because this is, what, two in... Two in two weeks. Yeah, or, or, or just over a week was the last time we recorded, wasn't it? It was just last over, Friday. Um, was it last Friday or this last last Friday? Wow, that's it was la- yeah, last, last, last Friday. Last yeah. last Friday. Wow, yeah. there you go. Yeah, so yeah, so two in ten days isn't bad, or eleven days, whatever it's been. But uh, yeah, so uh, we might as well find out how your weeks have been since we last spoke. So Ed, how about you? We'll start with you. It's been very good, thanks, man. Uh, I, I'll, I'll start off by just saying, Lou again, uh, still in the Celine Dion competition. Um, I know, because yeah, it's like an elimination event, it isn't was, it? It's kind it was, it's kind of like the whole well. X Factor thing, yeah. He's, what's he's the finals? Still, the final, yeah. it, it will be the finals, he's actually in the, the top three now. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, so they, so they had like, the singing competition last week, didn't they? That's it, now it's dancing for some reason. Yeah. Um, I'm not, yeah. not quite sure, again, you know, you have to uh, tweet, Lou, about it. Yeah. I, would, I would openly just tweet and hashtag... He's been very quiet about it, isn't yeah. it? It's as if he didn't want us to know about it for some exactly. reason. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, what have I been up to is, well, really work stuff kind of has been React still. Um, we've, we, so last, last episode actually, when we were all together, which feels weird now again, talking like through a computer. We are real people. Uh, I was doing, uh, like kind of finishing up at the deployment of the first React webpack, all that shebang we've been doing. And, um, we've learned a lot throughout it kind of, you know, cause I think it's great. You can read tutorials, you can read books, you can, you look at screencasts, everything, but until you've actually gone in and actually made something yourself and gone through the experience, it really doesn't set in and you don't really, yep. you know, kind of learn the yep. real, the true way of what works and stuff. So what I've got at the moment is I'm just making a simple task application, the simple to do app, but essentially kind of using what we've done, built it up because I don't think it's kind of a sum of their parts where in their own, if you look at them on a macro level, like looking at React, it's quite trivial. You think, oh yeah, that makes sense. And, and then you look at Flux and you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. And then you look at Babel and you're like, oh, well, Babel, that's easy. That's just transpiling in, you know, ES6 stuff, ES5 to ES6. That makes yeah. sense. And they got web packing. You're like, oh, that's just bundling it all together and doing this dependency stuff. But it's when you actually then combine them together and the sum of all that, then that goes, well, how does this all work? So adding on top of that, you've got Karma. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, Mocker and you've got like Shoe yeah. and you've got these layers, you know, obviously with Calm and then you've got the uh, the browsers you support out of it, like Phantom.js, yeah. et etc. Et so what I've, I've started to do, and I'll put it in the show notes, but I'm not sure exactly where the URL will stay, but it it's a task app and it's in my GitHub repository. Um, but it, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, what I'm going to plan to do is build this application, started building it last Friday. Yeah. Wrapping it up now. Uh, very simple, but it's been fully tested and everything like that. It's got all the, the bells and whistles of the flux stuff and everything. And yeah, planning to do and didn't do a couple of like a blog, po- uh, blog post series on it. Um, to be able to, and it makes you realize, wow, there's so many bits and bobs and you're like the JavaScript ecosystem so different and it, it's so immature, but at the same time, it's got so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, things change so quickly, but. At the same time, there's so much that's changing as well. It makes it really overwhelming at some points because, as you say, like we, were, I think we were talking about, it, we we're like, oh yeah, you know, we're using Backbone and Backbone feels old now. And it's like, well, it was only like a couple of years ago, and it's it insane. Is, yeah. And that's insane to think that you know the turnover in this kind of thing. I mean, like now Angular. No, people don't want to use Angular because they're scared of Angular too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's this kind of yeah, this kind of loop where it goes round the cycle of like what's hot, what's not, and yeah. So I mean, other than that, it's been. Really, I mean, I was working a little bit on the Project X, as I think, Mickey, you're calling it, yeah. <laughs> last weekend, you know, doing some Cartesian products and everything, all this fun oh. stuff, blog post about that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's about it, really. Fantastic. So you keep yourself busy by the sounds of things. <laughs> Keeping myself <laughs> have you busy. Got any, uh, oh, have, you, have you done your move yet? Uh, we haven't, no. So this will actually be the last podcast in the house. Oh. Um, I haven't got my Yeti with me, so this is probably, my audio will suck compared to yours. Um, it sounds okay to me. It does, it sounds really clear. The, so the, get this right, that's the thing. Uh, 
I'm surprised at what you're saying. I was expecting this to be the most shoddy audio ever because obviously, you know, spending all that money on the Yeti. Now I'm starting mm. to think, why do we bother if these, I've got like <laughs> cheap headphones in, but yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'm hoping what happens is when I listen back to mine, mine doesn't sound anywhere near as good as yours. So it really it actually <laughs> makes sense to actually bought it. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I mean, one actually other thing, uh, and this is a, a shameless kind of not plug. Um, but so it's, uh, I spoke to Mickey before, uh, before uh, we got on air, but actually, uh, Fraser as well. Like, so what, um, I, I know I've done the change. I know you knew I did the change, which was from, uh, kind of our self-hosted, uh, implementate, like, uh, podcast hosting implementation to yep. using Jekyll. Mm-hmm. And the great, I mean, that was a great, you know, it was an easy, easy shift. Um, but one kind of thing that we were missing was that great, not great, but like the stats. Being able to easily look at stats and things like that and moving it over to S3 has kind of been great because it's very able to not have to deal with the hassle of having the files on my own box and on my own virtual machine or et cetera like yeah. that. Uh, but what happens now, obviously, is I don't get any information. So I've got no stats of what's going on, et cetera like that. Well, that has all been solved by something called s3stat.com. Mm-hmm. Um, now they are awesome. Um, but they, and this is the same as Pug. So they are great. You know, I, I, Definitely recommend them because, you know, what they, you're able to like go on there, you're able to upload your file, like upload it into buckets and then using those, you're able then to uh, check stats like who's downloaded what, how many times within, you know, what countries, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yep. but they do do something called the cheap bastard plan. And, <laughs> and that is for people who, you know, want a free account essentially. So you get a 30 day free trial who want a free account by plugging them. So I thought, well, we have a means. This is to do with the podcast. I thought if we right, just, yep. you know, kind of go through, uh, yes. Yeah, so this is our, ch- you know, our shameless cheap bastard plan plug, uh, use, uh, s3stat.com and hopefully we'll get like a free account so we can carry on looking at stats that way. But I really, really do recommend them. They are that they, to, out, out of a couple that I used actually, um, they were the ones that kind of shone through. They were, it's such an easy setup process. Yeah. You have to set up, uh, like a, a user access, et cetera, like that and setting up the logs, but they seem to do it without any problems. And now we can go back to actually having, you know, good stats again, which is nice. But anyway, that, that's, that's my shameless plug. I, I really cool. was, I was, I was kind of weighing up. Do I say it? Do I not? But I'm thinking, Hey, no, you should. Stuff. Yeah. yeah exactly. Works. Free stuff. And yeah, it was good. I'm looking at the website. Doesn't it exactly look like a, a website that would have a cheap bastard plan, but sure enough, it does have a cheap it bastard does. plan. And I love it looks the very name. professional, doesn't it? It, it does, doesn't yeah. look like one of these like new hipster websites. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a proper, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, so Fraser, how's your week been? Um, it's been alright, thanks, mate. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything to report. I'm just working on quite, not a major, but quite a big refactor on one of our web apps at the, at the office at the moment. Um, and we've been spending a lot of time looking at the Uncle Bob videos and stuff, so I'm doing oh, it all yes. very TDD and, or trying to do it as TDD as possible. Um, and it's coming along alright. Um, but it's, it's been quite a, a painful process because the way it's been built at the moment, like, it seems as though, the way the whole app's been architectured, there's a lot of kind of cross-referencing between different classes. Isn't, and isn't like when you try and test something, the, 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 it's the moment you realise good architecture and cheap, easy architecture, hard architecture. Yes. Like, yeah, it really does open you up to being like, wow, this is how we should design it differently to make it easier to test, but also it makes a better architecture. It Yeah, it opens up those kind of avenues. Yes, yeah. So I've, we've basically got one. Uh, to, to give an example, we've got one view which pulls in a load of bets from that meet a certain criteria, and that this page is displaying all these bets. So I'm refactoring the way that that whole thing works. Um, but then, so I've done all that, and it works okay. There's still a bit of work to do on it and stuff. But then I noticed today that in an area of the site that uses the similar data, it's now broken that. So I'm going to have to spend tomorrow oh, finding man. out why that's not working. And yeah, so, so it was like a small win today, uh, followed by the end of the day realizing that, and then just going. yes, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's quite it's quite a messy. It's an old product. It's one of the first web apps that we built, or the company that I worked for built as web apps. So it's it was kind of like an experimental thing, and they've, they've done a fantastic job of it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's always room for I mean, improvement. That's and, exactly it, isn't it? And and it is funny how it is when you try and learn to test things in isolation and kind of building up these pieces you realize oh there should have been a better abstraction there and but it happens all the time like you know code that you've written a week ago you'll be like oh i should have abstracted that better there designed it different there i mean that's kind of the beauty in the curse of programming that there's no perfect there's always kind of it's all right for now 
Yeah, it does the job, and you get the end result on the test will pass. That's oh, it's it's great. The, having the test pass is also. I mean, actually, today speaking about you know, we, we, me and a, a work colleague, we were working on so. Uh, so actually, sorry, sorry, but it's completely changing the subject. No, no, go on. I'm really sorry about like we're just uh, saying we're, we're working on a, a project which uses something called Kong. Uh, so it's an API middleware system. Um, uh-huh. So where idea is that we're going to start using doing more API stuff. Um, you know, we've been really quite successful with the way of doing the house stuff we've done now. We want to be able to spread that out and kind of have separate applications within our main application, which allows us then to kind of have different uh, growth rates and different development growth rates and processing and, and hopefully using different languages and stuff. So we're using something called Kong, which is an API middleware. And essentially you're able to route every all your API requests through that it then yep. will handle the security and rate limiting and stuff like that. But one yep. thing it didn't doesn't do well, or it has an API with it, but it doesn't allow us to declaratively like specify what we want, like what APIs you want, what plugins they should have, uh-huh. etc. Because uh, it helps with the deployment system, like Jenkins, and you know, like being able to deploy it up on a server. This is what it should be. Make it that. Um, and what the, the problem we had was it doesn't do that. You have to do these API calls. So we were like TDDing a, a, an approach today. Uh, bring it back to the test. Yeah, so we were TDD an approach today, and we found it's such a nice experience. TDD in it all the way through, having that you know having a great design. You know, a design that you know, again some of the bits you're like thinking, oh, it would never have got to that if I hadn't you know of yep. kind of looked at it through this kind of the, these these lenses. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and having a nice test suite as well. It does just give you a huge peace of mind as well, doesn't it? That's that's the thing that I think I like best about it. The fact Absolutely. that like you can Absolutely. do something and you know it's going to work, and yeah, that's that's all you need to know. Well, that's it. Absolutely. Anyway, so yeah, so anything else? Uh, I mean, have you been doing any, like, what, what Uncle Bob videos have you currently been looking at? We've not watched one for a couple of weeks, but we've seen the TDD one and two. We've got the whole series, so I need to bring those away and, and, uh, and watch those. And we've Definitely also bought an Uncle Bob book. So it's been a bit of an Uncle Bob themed few weeks, but we bought his Clean Coders book. Highly recommend it, man. I haven't read it, it, but it's on my desk already to, to bring home and, and stuff. So, uh, yeah. I forward. would say that, what, that is probably, the most influential book in the past couple of years I've had in oh, really? with without a shadow of the doubt a doubt. Ooh. It's practical advice, it's awesome. It will yeah. make you it will change your code for the better. Honestly, oh, I, I mean it, it really is a great book. I will definitely have to uh yeah, make a point of doing that then. And Mickey. Hello. Yeah. You're back. Uh so yeah, how about you? You had a good week? Yeah. Uh yeah, sorry about that. I thought my phone was ringing off the hook, I was getting really annoyed and I realized Toby set my alarm. So Yeah, uh, Toby. So legend. Yeah, that yeah. is brilliant. That is classy. <laughs> um yeah, I've had a had a good week, thanks. Um it was really good. So yeah, started my final year project on Saturday and um yeah, I felt like to be honest with you, felt like a, a first time in ages sort of was learning some new stuff and I say new stuff, stuff that's been around for ages, but um so I think like uh, I was telling Ed and put on Twitter I was using Maven for the first time. Uh-huh. How did you find that? Um, I I mean, that's not really a criticism, but I mean, for me, I, I've always thought, for some reason, I don't find like XML that readable. Um, no, not at all. No. I <laughs> that's not a criticism. That is a design. No, that is just of, as yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I do much prefer like JSON, really. So, um, you know, I guess I, I prefer like, playing with like composer but maven you know to be fair was he was fine and did what i needed to do and um basically ed had uh he'd recommended like a a spider um that for me to use because i needed to crawl uh, a load of web pages so i found it and it, it just gave simple instructions how to use it with maven so I just added dependency and um yeah it was fine to be honest with you i'm how so, did the crawling go? I mean, did it go too well, some might say, for your Twitter posts? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I was doing too much because I was just, like, fascinated by it. But I probably don't need all that I was doing. I mean, um, I've actually stopped it now. But, it, yeah, it was getting tens and tens of thousands. Some so. would say you were trying to DDoS people's <laughs> servers. Yeah, some would say, you know. So, yeah, I did get cut off by, um, by BT Broadband. <laughs> That's because- amazing. Yeah, because I was obviously like pinging so many sites, yeah, um, so quickly. Although, really, you think for a DOS attack, you'd be pinging one site. I think what they probably thought was you, because they probably thought you were like, may either be a zombie or something, where you're just hitting all these IPs at different, you know, like just crawling is just a, because what it is like, crawling is a perfect DOS attack, really, isn't it? Where it's kind of random, you know, kind of like just go to all these pages, grab them, hit them as quick as possible. Yeah, oh, exactly. Brilliant. So, but no, honestly, it was, I fully recommend just doing it for just for fun. But it's really interesting. Like, especially like I added uh, Wikipedia 
And as yeah. soon as you add something like Wikipedia, you can imagine like all the links that are on Wikipedia. You just set off this big snowball. So, so what are you essentially? What are you, what are you storing from all these uh, from this crawl? Okay, so really, just just while I was just playing on Saturday, all I all I really saw was like the URLs. But eventually, I think what I have to do is is actually store the HTML. Um, but I really all I really want is like the kind of like the the tree, like the nodes and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so then I can like go and say, well, okay, what's this H one? What's this? Yeah. So then I can start. Um, Building some sort of metrics on, like, you know, what are, what is factoring into a good search result, really. So, yeah, eventually it will change. Saturday really was just me a refamiliarizing myself with Java because it's been maybe a year since I've touched any Java. So that was good. And, um, yeah, using Maven and I just kind of wanted to get my kind of like structure of my project together. And, um, but yeah, the, the crawling was, was great fun. And then the second part of it, really, that I did on Saturday was, and this is where you know you guys have, have helped out, or or, or I'm hoping out. to have. I do need. I still need. <laughs> I still spend. need to do yeah. that as well. Yeah, very. I'll do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, no worries. There's no rush at all. But um, and and actually, that includes anyone who's like listening. If if they're kind enough to let me uh, to put some of my JavaScript on their site, totally trustworthy uh, guy. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but no, basically, all I'm doing is just I want to track like how long someone spends on a on a page and from my research like what i found out is that when google is tracking that it's not actually what it actually does and again i, I guess no one really knows but this is what's sort of speculative is that what they do is they they track the the start time that you go onto a page and then they track the time that you go onto the next page on that site so that's how they count it rather than saying oh, okay you know, when yeah. do they close the page kind of thing mm-hmm. um so I'm I'm doing the same thing really, which is actually sounds quite unfair because if you think like bounce rates and stuff, if you go yeah, on a I was page, that. yeah, even if you're on there for an hour, if you never go to another page on that site, I think that would still count as a bounce from and, and research like, I've done. And how do they? Because I suppose if you're leaving the site as well to go on, yeah. you can't really log that either. You have to be, no. it has to be a hit on that one page to go to another page to. That's it. And I mean, there is like, I was looking and, you know, you can like, obviously like it's how a lot of the spammy sites work that you can put like an event listener on closing of the page. No yep. one like, I think that Google Chrome, I think actually block that. I think a Good. couple of browsers yeah. block it. It's like, are you yeah. sure you want to leave? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. Oh, actually, now you mentioned it. Yeah, I would like to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was going to mention that. I was segueing slightly, but, um, I was, Saying this to someone the other day, and they were agreeing they had the exact same thing that they're starting to notice a lot, a lot more sort of spammy sites getting through now. And not, I've noticed one of the things I've got now is like uh, some sites, if you go to a page, what happens is you click on a link, and rather than it like opening a pop up, is it does open that link, but then it like changes the content on the page that you're on to like the adverts and stuff. So it's kind oh, of like oh, an open the link that you've yeah opens the link that you've done in a separate tab but yeah makes your current tab yes yeah so they yeah. get around that um, which kind of think well that's really clever like surely people would have thought about that years ago but yeah I've been noticing that a lot more recently but um, but anyway yeah I think generally like event listens on closing pages is never going to be a good thing so I stayed you know so, well so, clear do you know of that. What- what what because uh, I remember asking like you couldn't get off the top of your head like what, what was the actual script that you're using and did you make it yourself or did you so well, find kind it? of it's a bit of a hybrid really so one of the things I was thinking of is well in able to do this really I need to know if that you that user is still the same user that's got on the next thing so really almost like a session data type thing I need to know it's the same person so mm-hmm. I started looking at like front end ways of doing that and. Um, Basically, if you Google it, I can't remember the exact one I used, but there's a lot of people who have created like a fingerprint piece of code. They're all just taking out like a combination of things like the, the date and then, you know, your, um, the, the browser you're using. And it just takes a combination of factors to create like a unique fingerprint. So I've used someone else's code for that. And then all I'm doing really is just getting the, uh, just using the, the, you know, date time. Yeah. Uh, function JavaScript using that, and that's all I'm really tracking, really. So there's no, no, no personal details or anything like that. Credit card numbers, just bank, yeah, yeah, credit card numbers, just, yeah, picture and pins, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, so that's the second bit that I'm doing really because I just need to track uh, behavior because I think probably a large, again, really speculative at this stage, but I think a large part of like Google's uh, social algorithm is to do with um, behavior now. 
and especially things like um, so is that behavior on the site or behavior of the actual web server itself like what what would on the site so like how long does he how many pages does a user go on to on that site you know because they because they've got the browser and they've got analytics which is a beautiful thing because literally an analytics is allowing them all this free information, isn't it really? Because it's saying, oh, by the way, exactly. I'm now yeah. on this page and they can, even though you're getting that information, they also get it, which is you know great what? for them. I mean, that is the thing, isn't it? Like, everyone probably thinks analytics were a great tool. But we are doing them a massive yep. favour by Absolutely. giving them. Absolutely. Because uh, you're for free, you're giving access yeah. to all this information. Exactly. And I'm sure I've said this before, but like, someone's, I heard someone say once, like, if you're getting something for free, you are the product, basically. Yeah. I like and that. That's a really good, yeah, that's a great way of kind of thinking of it. It's really, yeah. really very true. And, but the thing is, obviously, like, you know, Google, um, is like Pinocchio. He wants to be a real person. And, yeah. um, so how does Google know what is good content? Well, it doesn't really, but obviously the longer a user stays on the site, the more credibility it can give to it. It, yeah. it, it, it learns from us, doesn't it? Almost. It learns, learns from, from what our, what our, our, you know, viewing habits are, what our habits are on that site. Yeah. And it's able, I mean, cause it wasn't there that, that, um, spam, um, what was it the capture? They updated their capture that you don't yeah. no longer have to type in this horrible, you know, befuddle uh, image, but it works out by the way that you actually, you know, yeah. click on a button. No, because, yeah. yeah. By the way you click, I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's really interesting. No. Like if you check it, I think just go on and, uh, it's recaptures, um, implementation now. And yeah. if you go on it and just yeah, the way you click on it, it says, are oh, you human? Click here. And by the way that you're actually clicking on that actual uh, checkbox, it can work out if you're human or not, which no is way. mind-blowing. And it, and That's it works. interesting I mean, that they're doing that, actually, because I always, I, I, it might be an urban myth or something, but I always thought the reason that they had the, the captures, you now you have two to do, and one's generally quite easy to read and one's generally quite difficult. Yeah. I, I thought it was because they were, they didn't know how to work out what bits of text were. They're like, they've scanned all these old documents or they've uh... got these. So if, if they've got this bit of thing that they can't currently decipher with their, their text translation, then if you can, if you're a human and you get the first one right, then you'll automatically give them a pass on the second one. So they'll then, then know what that one is and they'll be able to improve their algorithms. That's what I always That's, was that, impression. Yeah. You can't put it past them for that. That's really interesting. Yeah. That, that probably is what they, I mean. That was the trouble with these these things, wasn't it? Because if they're too easy, OCR technologies can easily pick them up. Yeah. Um, but if they're too hard, then no one can. And then you've got yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. But I, I'm sure, like, that, I'm sure you've seen like you can have the little audio, so you actually can play the thing to you as well. Yeah. Where you can like have an yeah. It, it's all a bit. And it's again, it's all just fight spam and stuff, but. Yeah, it gets to kind of where the user experience gets impeded so much where you're just like, you're actually, you know, hurting your audience as opposed yeah. to not only the people, you know, you're trying to, detri- you know, try and get away from. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and, that's and actually, that's, that's the thing actually with configuration as well. Like, because I know we've just, we, we've been, we bashed XML there and it is true. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a bit verbose and, you know, you've got things like DTDs and stuff like that, which help validate it. And then you've got XS, XLSTs, I think it is, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just style it and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I was interested, I was wondering, like, what is your favorite configuration formats? Because there seems to be like kind of a lot of them. Um, yeah, there's like you know, YAML and all that kind of stuff. That's it. You got, I, I just yeah. like, I don't know, JSON, I guess, because I'm, I'm like, more familiar yeah. with it. I mean, Jason's a great one, isn't it? And, and I actually, I listened to an, a, a talk from David, um, Douglas Crockford. That's the guy. Sorry. That, but he was talking about like, um, jo- Jason and, you know, like, who, what would be the next Jason? Cause that's become like an ubiquitous format, you know, transfer mm-hmm. format gone from XML to that. Uh, you had like Tommel, which was one that, um, that Geordie, uh, I remember when me and you, Fraser, talked to Geordie for the composer dude, you know, Tom or what's this Tom's markup language, the guy. Is that the one where up. I didn't speak because I was drunk and I was eating chicken? That was exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, <the> KSE. <laughs> so good. Um, and then we, and you know, but then you've got the formats that I actually prefer, which are the programming formats. Like, so a lot of them now, you know, similar like Karma, uh, Webpack, they just use straight up JavaScript files. And similar to like what Laravel do, where they return an array, a PHP array. Because yeah. what that allows you to do is it allows you to do computation within those. So, you know, you can like, you know, load up and do all these different things. So you're not actually in a static kind of sense with the XMLs and with the JSONs. You're with, you know, in a dynamic sense where, you know, you can fetch things, you can do loops, you can check environment variables based on your configuration and stuff. And yeah, I mean, for me, I'm kind of leaning towards that now where all the, all the jar, all the configuration stuff that I've been doing with uh, like Karma and Webpack and the yeah. JavaScript stuff has really been just, yeah. Just straight JavaScript. So you and can like you like load this if 
yeah I, you know meet this That's requirement or... absolutely you could do anything i mean you could then be like oh actually i need to hit this from the database get this from the database okay i can get it from the database uh you know mm. i mean I, I remember doing that a couple of times with with php where essentially in a php file um and similar to you know with module exports with javascript you can just return an array and if you include require that it just returns that array it returns you know the contents of that but it doesn't know how it got that it just you can compute it so i, I was thinking maybe that is kind of the sweet spot, you know, where you can have this kind of very clean, because the idea you want is you want a nice clean interface, which you easily understand, but you also want to have the flexibility. And maybe that is kind of the in-between, and especially with something like JavaScript, which is already just JSON, essentially. Yeah. Um, if people aren't, you know, messing around with it. Uh, yeah. So I just thought that's an interesting one, put it out there kind of, yeah. I mean, like, I know that see, we all like JSON, and I think that's right, you know, because it's such a nice format, but it's interesting to see what would be next and what, you know, kind of, I know what, what we would prefer. Just jumping back to the Java world just quickly because you were the one, one of the people, and I had many other people text message me or whatever saying, don't use Maven, use Gradle. Oh, no, I wasn't, but you were right there. That's a good point. I should have, I remember you, all this bad shit on May, of, yeah, Maven. I should have mentioned Gradle. That's the uh, groovy <laughs> one, isn't it? Yeah. Have you used this? Or? I haven't, no. I've used SPT, Simple Build Tool, which is the Scala one a bit, but not, right. not, not even Maven or Gradle. Okay. All right. Well, that's killed that conversation. I was going to ask you what it was like, but, uh, yeah. Well, right. groovy. I mean, it's essentially groovy. So, you know, okay. if you like groovy language, which is essentially on the, on the, on the JVM, it's the Ruby equivalent almost. Right. Um, okay. but yeah, I actually speaking about kind of like Douglas Crockford and stuff. So I'm, I'm squipping between things here. Yeah, um, good. is the, so I found that talk actually on a GitHub rep- repository. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. It's called Awesome Talks. And essentially it's just this guy who, or, he collaborates with people. People find an awesome talk online. They put do a pull request to this awesome talks repo, and it's an easy, nice aggregate resource. And it's great for finding talks. Um, one, one person that I found and really enjoy at the moment is called Sandy Metz. Um, she's a Ruby developer, and she's been around the Ruby scene for quite a long time. But she she teaches like fundamental OO principles, but mm-hmm. she teaches them in such an interesting way. Um, and she, her book, the I think it's. It's called the, it's called the poop book or, or whatever it's called. Cause it's programming object oriented something or other. <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. I mean, it, I haven't read it yet, but it's a brilliant name. So, or brilliant acronym at least anyway. Uh, and I, I need to check that out actually, because yeah, the way she, the way she, uh, she speaks about uh, object oriented programming, cause she comes from the small talk uh, world, which is similar to what, uh, Kent Beck was from. And it really kind of opens you up into a different realm. Um, uh, you know, they really think of true objects, uh, you know, and these things. So no, I mean, I'll put the, I'll put a couple of, uh, uh, screencasts or lectures in the show notes because some of them are really interesting, but I definitely recommend her. So yeah, that's, that's about me really. Well, that's about, about the most exciting thing I did, did all week, but it just felt good to be, uh. No, I mean, that's it. I mean, how do you find getting back into Java actually? Was that an interesting experience? Did you, uh, kind of, uh, you know, the compiled stage and stuff like that? You know, well, it's interesting you say that because. Yeah, I, I found it very easy to get back in, get that game, because I guess in many ways I do, I program PHP in the Java way, I guess, and the, the principles of OO just make sense to me. But like, I was talking to a guy about it today, I was like, well, I don't feel like OO is like cool anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you get much credit for being an OO guy, like, See, I, be... I find, I found that, and then I've ha- now found a new lease of like, like, life, life for it, because yeah. of the whole kind of Sandy Metz, uh, the Kent Beck way, designing true OO systems and things. It's, yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah. Like you say, it's shifted, it's shifted to pat functional and it's definitely, like, oh, yeah. Stateless. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I, I really like it to be honest with you. And, um, but it was, yeah, you're right. I might have to have a play with Groot. Groovy, because um, I, I need to, like, I want to love new stuff on this project. Well, There's I mean, no this is the great thing. I mean, on the JVM, you've got so many different languages you can look at. You know, Scala, Closure, yeah. you know, straight up Java, Java 8. You can then use Groovy, mm. and, and you can use JRuby, JThon. Um, and, mm. I mean, the thing is, is you can then also, you can also, it, the interoperability between them all is pretty awesome to be able to then use the straight up Java packages. So if you want to use a Java package, but then go and play around, you know, just using that language there for this. Yeah. You can. I mean, that, that seems like a really cool kind of experimentation in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, one thing I was going to talk to you guys about, um, and I you now completely forget what I was going to talk about, but, um, it's been a couple th- th- this evening for me, I seem to have, my <laughs> mind has gone blank at least three times. It doesn't uh, help like <laughs> drinking whiskey while recording, but um yeah, they <laughs> um 
Yeah, I tweeted about it earlier in the week, but obviously you guys probably don't read my tweets. But um, the Stack yeah, Overflow this... thing, because mm, no, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, dash that was dash amazing. suicide for a git command. I love the fact the guy actually probably tried it as well, thinking, "Hey, it's git." I Maybe really did for the logs because basically I knew I could just delete my git files, but I, w- I didn't know if there was like a git command I could just do to just clean out everything that got. And then I, I searched it, and then Stack came up and it said, "Yeah, git commit suicide." I was like, "Such <laughs> <laughs> too good to be true," but. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just some guy joking, but oh, um, it would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> we can write a bash script to do it. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, no, this is something that I saw in Twitter quite a lot, and it's like one of those things like I should have known about this, and it's apparently been around for months and months and months. But I just like anything, I'm always the last to know. But this is it accelerated mobile. Oh, no, you, dude, you're the one that taught me, uh, showed me that the APM stuff. Yeah, like the Google stuff. I mean, I'm bamboozled by it. Like, I don't really understand. How, I assume it's very content, you know, driven. Where you know, if you've got content happy websites, content heavy websites, that's going to be a massive performance boost there. But yeah, I mean, you know, I should have really learned more before I come out here talking about it. Which is why I was going to ask if you guys knew about it. But um, we sort of like, I saw it and I was like, whoa. And then like our marketing manager was like, set off alarm bells like we need to be doing this now like well because i mean for google yeah this is like i mean for google if, you, if you're doing this you're instantly gonna this is an extra weight isn't it that they're gonna bear it all in mind i'm guessing yeah and it's not just google like i think like the, a lot of the standards in there have been agreed with like a lot of the big boys like twitter and stuff and um yeah it looks really interesting so, so and, do you know what what essentially is it then have you got kind of well so we we got a guy uh we got tito from our place uh having a look at it straight away basically and he kind of tried to implement it so there is like a, a framework uh that you can download basically and um there's like certain like new new tags that you put on there using like html5 so, so um, are they custom html5 they like are. H- they're not standard html5 no. tags okay no they are custom um and again, sorry if I'm saying this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that is the case. And um, I've not played with myself. I kind of read about it and got Tito on the case. But so you're, you're blaming poor Tito. That's I'm what you're doing. Tito. You're like, yeah, my, my, I've this my, wrong. yeah. If my information is wrong, it's Tito's fault. Lovely. Yeah. Sorry, Tito. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, but basically, I think the idea is that I mean, this is a lot for like article pages and stuff. The idea that they want like what they call like instant page load. So I think the actual standard is like half a second. That should be like the maximum it takes for a page to load on these mobile pages. And um, and I think the idea is that it's just, I really don't need to have a look, but I was reading about like, you know, cache functions and stuff like that. So, you know, I was asking Tito about it. He was saying, yeah, basically, you, you know, the whole thing, like obviously giving your functions names and stuff, so they're cached. Um, but I also read about shared cache functions. So I don't know if there's like specified like functions that they put in this um in the framework that you can use that are already there type thing. Right. I mean, I'll have to check this out. I mean, cause, cause I know there's been like a load of other technologies where, you know, in, in instead of full page reload, you know, it, it goes and fetches the, the minimal amount of content it needs and brings that back and then replaces the page with that. To, and you I know, like that... Google Chrome does fetches on its own. Like you'll find sometimes if it's just a get, you know, idempotent get request, it will already fetch that content preemptively yeah. like thinking oh yeah you want that okay so you, it kind of gives the illusion that it's quick but essentially it has had to do the whole round trip again you know what um, i think that's exactly what this does and i think i think a lot of stuff in there is like tried and tested stuff like asynchronous loading of stuff and you know pushing everything to the bottom all that kind of stuff um but i think it's just like an agreed standard and um and like so oh, i like the name like amp that. amp i mean there's actually yeah. i think there's an energy drink called amp so you know, obviously, energy drinks. You love your energy drinks, yeah. I, I, I sadly do. Uh, Are you still yeah. on those? <laughs> oh, minimal now. Minimal. Amy's got them off. Uh, Amy's like kind of yeah, kick that habit. Take which, you off. Uh, which I'm happy about because I was on too many. We're talking about caffeine <laughs> drinks, Amy. Yeah, no more. No, 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 not allowed. And I, and rightfully so, they're bad. Because there, there was a stage where you were like plugging an energy drink, drink of the week every time you come on the podcast. Oh yeah, was yes, it, there was. There was like a Hulk Hogan drink or something. Ah, uh, the Coke Vanilla was the uh, was the go to, wasn't it? You know, where we had Vanilla Coke, not Vanilla. What well, I don't know, Chili Coke. Wow, yeah, Vanilla Coke. That's Chili, easy. Yeah. Everyone knows about Vanilla Coke. Chili Coke. I remember that stuff. Cola Rebel, and and then. Cola Rebel, that yeah, yeah, Cola Rebel. Oh man, yeah. And did you know that? Uh, I, it might have been you guys who told me this, but apparently Red Bull, the guy who got rich off that, it wasn't. He didn't actually make the drink. It was like he found it in Japan or something, 
and then basically just took it back to America and it spread and really? it's made it absolutely I think, yeah I, I that doesn't that's yeah wow I mean it is so bad for you I I yeah. Yeah, don't it tastes so good. good though. That's the trouble, it's <laughs> and so it's just sweet. what you need when yeah, when you're tired, it's just what you need, isn't it? Yeah, that sweet, you know, kind yeah. of instant boost. That's yeah. how that's how drug habit starts, though, Fraser. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Start off all the easy stuff. Yeah, the first one's always free, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I completely segued there. No, but, that's um, fine, man. <laughs> yeah, I did my usual thing when I start talking about something on a podcast, and I don't, I haven't actually researched it myself. No, I so. mean, I, no, because I remember you, you tweeted it, and I, I need to have a look into it as well. I mean, it seems one of those things where I say, if, if Google are doing it, then a lot of people have to do it, because it's another factor yeah. that comes into it, you know, where they're going to be plugging, you know, I mean, it's same with like, you know, sites, you know, site loading. It's not about content as much as it is about how quick the site loads, how, you know, good the site is, you know, kind of in those aspects as well. So, no, yeah. absolutely. I, I completely agree. It's, it's one of those things you've got to bear in mind. Um, and it's funny. I mean, like, I, I don't know whether, because I'm sure, as you say, the big boys are doing it like Twitter, Facebook, uh, cause the walled garden of Facebook is one of those interesting ones as well, where they just kind of have their own little world. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they, they like it as well. It's, uh, no, it's an interesting one. Yeah. And, uh, the only other thing I've been playing with this week, and again, not new, but, um, just been playing with Facebook Open Graph. Yeah. What, what, so, so what have you been doing with Open Graph then? Well, just basically, as you know, like we've got our own sort of bespoke CMS system where I work, and uh, so we just re-added support for that now. So when you're sort of printing pages, because we actually print physical pages, yeah. so we're actually putting all that um, metadata in there now, just pre-populating all the fields, and we do allow the user to actually set an image. But it just allows you to sort so of... So that's the meta stuff that then, if Facebook crawls you, that website, or, or like you look, put that into yeah. Facebook, it knows, oh, this is the image Correct. you want to show, yeah. Yeah, if you share that page, you can do it on Twitter as well, can't you? As, um, I think cards are they called Twitter cards? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, again, there should be open standards for this. There should be a standard way of you know a site should mm. you know it's it's well, one of those. I mean, we've got fav icons. Let's that's increase exactly, it. To, yeah, that's what I said because I mean, like you know, like what was when the next two, three big social networks come up and they've all got different ways of doing it? Do you know what I mean? It should be like a standardized way of doing it, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you could argue it's the stage where you have to put like 15 different meta tags or something yeah. to service whatever's popular. It's crazy. And in the world of like HTML5, where we've got that extra kind of freedom now to do that, yeah. you think it would make a lot more sense to have a standardized way, surely. Um, but there we go. So, yeah, I've been playing, but that was pretty easy to do. Um, but yeah, you know, nice little feature. That's cool, man. That's awesome. And like, and, and in your free time, obviously, Project X and, uh, you know, Project, I like yeah. the name Project X. I think it's such a cool yeah. name, you know. Uh, so, so what's your next thing on the, on your, uh, uni project that you're planning to do? Is this, uh, carrying on crawling or are you going to start kind of you working I mean, different things? I think it's one of those where like the further I get on, the more I realize how doomed it is. But, um, it's just, it's, there's so many different factors that, um, you know, Google is probably taking into consideration. And like you say, because of their access to analytics and code on your site, they know a lot more than I can probably get hold of. So my like experiments and tests are going to have to be a lot more isolated on like you know individual sort of search terms that kind of stuff rather than try you know find a solution for the whole of the web. So um, I don't know. I think I, actually what I'm going to try and do is as one of my seeds for my my spiders. Um, yeah, I might search some Google terms, see what it comes back with, and then um, start crawling those sites myself, start scraping the content, and and then. Basically, essentially, I need to find out what all the different variables in that, that algorithm are going to be. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's like, um, like I say, user behavior, backlinks. Um, backlinks is going to be another interesting one, how I'm going to get those. I think there are like paid for API services you can use to get those. But yeah, I just, I really need to find out all the different factors and then I can start calculating to find out, you know, what the positive effect each one has. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that seems out. like a lot of interesting stuff to do there. Yeah, and I, I've got till September to do it, you know, so um, there's no mad rush. But um, and in the meantime, also, I'm still learning about, um, still reading about machine learning and, and the different ways of doing things. So um, yeah, just taking it one day at a time, really. So well, one day a week at a time. So one yeah. day a week at a time. I like. How about you, Fraser? Are you doing gotcha. anything? How's that project going that you were talking about, the Ionic one? Yeah, I've not had a chance to work on it for a couple of weeks. Um, just, I've been so busy. I'm still waiting on a lot of the data to come through from the guy that I'm working on it with. So it's not like he's he's sitting there waiting for me to do stuff. Um, That's always yeah. nice when you have it, you're waiting for them. The <laughs> yeah. 
And did I mention I was having kind of performance issues with it and stuff? Because yeah, I'm doing, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not a, a huge amount of data, it. but I'm using the, the Angular um, NG repeat, and then you can sort those quite easily. And it's, it's really easy to sort, but the performance isn't quite what I want it to be. There's only, there's only 40 items, but I'm doing quite a lot of calculations on the data. So I've got... Uh, lap and long points. So quite regularly, I'm going through the whole list of forty things and then working out the distance and the bearing from your current position based on your lat long. Um, so it's quite an intensive calculation that it's doing like forty times, and then to re-render the uh, to re-render the actual list because there's icons and all that kind of stuff to signify the data. It's yeah, it's a little bit laggy. It's not as fast as I want it to be. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it looks like on a real device because I've not yet put it on a real device, only on simulators. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting more, well, getting a bit of time to actually get back into that. To be honest, that's cool, man. And it's oh, and cool. I also I've managed to get to, sorry, sorry to jump in on you there. No, man. Uh, my space beer cave as well. I've I've managed yeah. to to free up enough space to get Xcode on my well, Mac. Hey, cave. look at that! <laughs> and I've downloaded the uh, the project file, but I just need to uh, borrow my girlfriend's iPhone so because <laughs> <laughs> to test it on because it won't run within a simulator, and apparently that's that's something standard with Cocoon JS. Um, it won't run on the the actual device simulators, but you need a, a real device to run on. So I don't have an iPhone. So yeah, I need need to to so borrow like, an iPhone. Please, I borrow your iPhone so <laughs> I can test my. Yeah. Oh, when you when that comes out, let me know. I will be oh, all over that. Awesome. Yeah, I need to I get it. I'll be all over that. I want I want to win a T-shirt. We never got a, we never got the picture from that guy, did we? No, we didn't. That's Please, a good point, actually. Send us a picture in. We need a picture. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. really wrong. How dare he? Yeah, because he <laughs> promised me one as well. Um, but, and it did arrive because I think he said that he's... Because he lives in Australia, doesn't he? And I, I sent it to his brother's place because he was coming over to see his brother. And I got confirmation that it had arrived from him. Um, so he's definitely got his hands on it. So if you're listening... It's a bit awkward now saying, can I have a picture of you, please? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Send us a picture. Yeah, that is a bit, yeah. kind of A bit creepy. A bit creepy, yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, and and actually, uh, one thing, other thing, actually, uh, is a book that I'm currently reading um, that I wouldn't mind actually plugging. Um, Go for it. And I mean, I, I don't know whether I'm trying to think, Mickey. This may be interesting for you um, with your machine learning stuff, but I'm not quite mm. sure. It's a, it's kind of like the foundations of computation. So it's called Understanding Computation. Um, the guy uh, Tom Stewart, I think his name is. He was on the, uh, is it Tom Stewart? Yes, Tom Stewart. Sorry, he's a British guy, um, and he was on the Functional Geekery podcast a couple of episodes back. Still haven't had a chance to listen to that one. But when we had um, Proctor on from uh, Functional Geekery, he was talking about this book, and I was like, oh well, I better get this then. So got the book, and I'm loving it. Uh, a couple of chapters in so far, and essentially it's it's kind of looking at computer programs and how they work. So. You know, what, how do you build a compiler and interpreter and things like this? And, and, you know, you're going through different ways of, of, of like kind of semantics for it. So there's stuff like big step semantics, small step semantics, demotional, denotional, denotional, sorry, semantics. Um, and it's all written in Ruby. So it's all track, you know, so it's quite an easy, re- easy read kind of code wise. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm now on the second chapter, which is talking about, uh, uh, what is it finite state machines or finite state automata and determine um, um what is it you've got finite and under yeah de- determine you know, sorry deterministic state finite state machines and undeterministic uh so yeah it's very interesting stuff uh kind of like a new f- uh, for me i mean i did computer science at university but i never really learned this stuff um so it's probably on me to have put more effort kind of into looking at it at another time uh but now i really want to get into it and kind of understand like the base kind of how programs work so i really yeah. recommend it really interesting read okay yeah that sounds interesting um yeah i was gonna say just random like bit of information but do you remember like one time i told you because we've all got like um actually oh, i don't know phrase if you've got one or not actually but uh, this is all good uh, this yeah. is all oh, where I I got this conversation yeah I so. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember we all uh at a certain company we used to work at got given a android tablet i didn't oh man I should no, have that, yeah i got back in like about a week before you all got those so i don't think i've been there long enough to, to earn it yeah but <laughs> so yeah sorry but yeah, anyway yeah you know, a bit sore about that <laughs> So I think I've told you guys like ages ago, I couldn't get mine working and then like... I yeah, you said it you just... broke it or something. I remember you coming around and saying, have uh, you still got yours? It actually works. Yeah, well, I thought mine was... Well, apparently what happened, because I like, hadn't taken out the box for like two years or something. What happened, because apparently it's got a lithium battery, which is pretty common. But if lithium batteries go completely flat, 
you can't charge them, apparently. All right. Well, well, basically what you have to do is what they call, like, jump-starting it. What you have to do is, like, unplug the lead, plug it in, take it out, plug it in, and you have to do that to keep doing it over and over. If you just plug it in and you leave it like that, it won't charge. Ah. So, just a little tip. Apparently it's a common problem. Like, Have you, you, actually, on, have you, you solved it then? Is it working? Yeah, I got it working now. So. Oh wow! So you just—it's cool. almost like giving it like a heart machine defibrillator thing. Dush, give it yeah. a shock. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so if you've got one and you don't know why it's not working, give don't it a throw shock. It away. Give it a shock. But um, yeah, it's run flat again now. And uh, <laughs> you charged it up once, so you're like, oh, I'm using it now. I don't want it anymore. Well, you'll find you have so many updates because I think you'll be on like four, four, or four, three yeah. gingerbread, not jelly bean or whatever it is, and. You you're still to, using yours, aren't you? I'm like, using mine well for mainly for testing, though. That, yeah. That's the harsh thing. It's, it's all testing. So I'm using five, um, which is again I can't remember what is five again. Fraser, you'll know this. Oh, um, marshmallows. The next one, marshmallows. So lollipop, 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 and then yeah. what was before that? HRJK, Kit Kat. Kit Kat. That was it. a weird one. The Kit Kat one. Yeah, Kit Kat four four. Yeah, and then jelly bean and. Home uh, honeycomb, yeah, weird. Anyway, yeah, yeah so I'll use it. Yeah, I, it's a nice bit of kit. I mean, it is nice. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, that's another thing. Actually, my contract's running up on my phone soon, and I am thinking of getting these six. Oh, I thought you were going to make a big announcement. You're thinking of getting an, an Android. No, I couldn't do that. <laughs> you know, Amy. Amy's the Android user in this relationship. <laughs> she's, she's her contract's up, and I think she's I'm a pre- sensible one. Is what you're trying to say? I'm pretty certain she's going to go for a Samsung. I, I I don't know why. I've just got an inkling. What, what yeah. are you going to go for, Amy? She's not sure yet. She's not sure yet. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's cheapest, which will be Android. Or oh, Windows Phone. Do you want a Windows Phone? Blackberry? No. no. There you go. Boom. We've got At least we've got that. We've got a hot fine line. Blackberry. Don't like them. So... <laughs> <laughs> what, what about... Um, oh, move away from phones, but PHP 7. What's... the uh, Latest, well, the, the like, updates on that, I mean, it's an RC, it's, it's a release candidate. I can't remember what one, but it's pretty much. I mean, it's, it, I mean, speaking to Joe Watkins, I need to actually talk to Joe about maybe doing a couple more podcasts and also video series casts, because I mean, they went really well. Um, I think it's just in a mature state, like it's just kind of maturing in that state in RC. And then eventually within, I think, December, I want to say, November, December, it'll be released. And wow, we'll have PHP 7. And Which what goodness we'll, we'll have, so we'll have return type hinting? We'll have type hinting on return and passing in. Um, yep. we'll have, um, I mean, a load of stuff. So we have like the AST. So then it'll be quicker. Obviously, uh, we'll have the idea that you have that intermittent step where it has the AST. So it does the passing and then it will do the optimizations before do the net running it. Um, oh, it's going to be like twice as quick or something? Isn't it? Something ridiculous of from yeah. five, six. Um, you'll have the, what is it like? The, you know, this is what, this is when you put us on the spot. Essentially, oh, right. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but a lot of good <laughs> things. Um, oh no, yeah, stuff like null curl skin operator. I remember us talking about that. You weren't a fan of the two double, the Elvis operator, the two curly, oh, yeah. the two question marks. Though I, I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was quite nice. Um, there's actually a proposal for short, um, not short array syntax now, but short closure syntax, which I hope goes through, um, following a quite a similar way that JavaScript, TextScript, um, 2015 does it. Um, and that's one thing actually now. I mean, JavaScript ES2 2015 has just become my favorite language to use at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I absolutely love it. I love, you know, the short array syntax of de- array yeah. de- dereferencing. All of the shebangs great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of good stuff, and obviously, I'd say upgrade as soon as you can. Yeah, sounds good. I look forward to it. You look forward to it. You look, forward look forward to it. it. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Well, yeah. guys, I mean, anything else? Anything else people want to mention for this podcast? I thought you know it's been nice. I mean, I randomly mentioned doing it this morning, and I just thought, well, we haven't done one in a couple of weeks. Let's keep this ball rolling. Yeah, good uh, to do. Yeah, man. And anything else? Any shout outs? Any kind of things you want to, of note you want to mention before we kind of head off? Uh, hi, mum. That's it. Hi, mum as well. Yes. Yeah, she doesn't listen. But. <laughs> My mum listened to one, like half an episode I made her listen to. And she it's goes, like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's on the radio. It's not the radio though. And that yeah. was the, the straw. Can I find this on BBC Radio 4? No. Sorry, mum. <laughs> actually, that's the thing. Actually, completely changing the subject quickly. Boom. Radio 4. 
got some amazing programming um, documentaries and uh, like uh, recordings series yeah. on. Talk about Fortran, Java. They actually do on Radio really? Four. It's amazing. I'll, I will put them in the show notes as well. It just seems to be like a show note heavy podcast, but really recommend it. There was like a, I, I think I mentioned it to you, Mickey, about the, um, I think it's, it's Lady Love, uh, Lady, look, Lady hey, Ada, Jesus. Ada Lovelace's birthday today, I think, actually, oh, as well. So happy birthday. She first programmer, uh, with the Charles Babbage, you know, the Babbage machine. Um, but yeah, like, dead. hmm? I thought she was dead. She, she is dead, but it oh, would have yeah. been a birthday. Oh yeah, it's like her, <laughs> Birthday, it would have been a birthday. Yeah, she was born about 18 something or other. Um, but yeah, no, so yes. So she, are we. She... <laughs> 18. Oh, I thought you said 19. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, sorry, 19, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, 19. Oh man, but yes. <laughs> so yes, I mean, Ada, obviously after, obviously, you know, there was a language made in her name. Uh, but no, there was a really good documentary on BBC about her, um, where this mathematician goes around and kind of speaks, you know, talks about her life and everything. And it's really interesting. So I recommend that. That again will be in the show notes. So that's more show notes stuff. I think pretty much this episode is just look at the show notes yeah. and you'll get a good rundown of what we were actually talking about. Yeah, look at the is... show notes, save yourself an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and we say this at the end of the show. <laughs> just to go. Fast forward to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the beginning, we're saying, please fast save forward to the end if you wish to not listen, which makes no sense. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, guys, it's been yeah. awesome talking to it's you. It's been a pleasure, as always. Uh, as always. And we'll keep this ball rolling, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. And hopefully, we'll have Lou on. Yes. Um, I know he's yeah. had a couple of problems with uh, internet service providers where his new place. I know, you'd will... think like Las Vegas and everything. Yeah. Be Las Vegas, of, uh, I know, good. exactly. It's hot, but, you know, hot yeah. page, you know, Wi-Fi everywhere. So, our audience, it's been awesome speaking to you. And I say speaking to you, speaking at you. Um, so, thank yeah, you for every... listening. And thank you for listening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> See you later, bye, guys. Yeah. Bye. bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe. <laughs>